Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. So given what our nation is going through now, Malcolm mentioned the fact that we are in tough economic times. And um, it, it only really gets real when you start meeting people that have been retrenched or when you meet people that are saying, man, my company is doing so bad right now. Please pray for me. Or when people are talking about budgets cut, uh, budget cuts at their companies, no more medical aid, no more this, no more this, you know. Then you realize, oh my goodness, this situation is really, really getting rough. And, 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 and maybe some of you may have been affected. Some of you may, might not be affected. I know especially the new graduates are really being affected. They're just no jobs. You know, they're like, oh my goodness. Or the, the workload is there, but there's no money to pay them. People want to use more and more uh, volunteers in, in the season. You know, come and do work at, at my office, but I really can't pay you. But you'll gain experience, you know. So this is the time that we're living in now. And it's easy to become very anxious, yeah? very anxious, especially if you own a business because there are mouths that are looking at you. You know, behind that person that you've employed, there's a family that needs to be fed. So we need to, to really come to that place where we're not anxious because when we look at the word of God, one thing that God told us over and over and over as his children is that we should not worry. Yeah? In Matthew verse 6, verse 25, it says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Know about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than, the, than food and the body more than clothing? Yeah? In fact, the Lord kept telling his disciples, and he's telling us that God knows what we need. He really does. He knows that we need clothes. We ne- he knows that we need homes. He knows that we need food. He knows the things that we need. And for some of us, those things are even very specific. We've got very specific needs that we have. But God is saying that we should not worry about our needs. Yeah? And it's not a request. It is a command. Because if we worry, we start taking off the focus from God and start focusing on the things around us. And we need to remember that God has called us out of this world. He's called us to follow him. He's called us to live according to his ways and his purposes. He's called us to reflect his glory. And therefore, we shouldn't be caught up in the things that are happening in the world. It is normal for worldly people to worry. Yeah? Because they don't have something solid to stand on. But now if the people who have something solid to stand on are also worried and anxious, then what, what's going to happen in this world? What's going to happen in this nation? Yeah? So we shouldn't worry, but we should trust God. And then another thing that, that the word of God commands us when it comes to money is that we should not chase money or run after money yeah we should not run after money because it can be a dangerous thing in our lives in fact in in first timothy 6 verse 9 and and 10 it reads as follows it says people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires 
that plunge me, men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. If we're running after money, and sometimes it can be very subtle. You're just presented with a choice of, am I going to follow God or am I going to make more money? Am I going to follow God or am I going to make more money? So the Bible warns us, we shouldn't run after money. Huh? In fact, it says we, we should keep our, our hearts free from the love of money. Because money can really be destructive. It can become a competition be between money and God in our lives. There can be a competition there. So we shouldn't be those that are running after money, but running after God. Yeah? Because God, when we pursue God wholeheartedly, what we need will come. When we pursue God wholeheartedly, the money will come. Yeah? The money will come. God knows we, know the, we need these things. So we focus on him, we pursue him, we allow the Holy Spirit to direct our lives, to show us what to do, where to go, what to focus on, what not to focus on. And the rest is up to God to make happen. Yeah? Voltaire, a French philosopher, said this, even though he's quite a or was quite a controversial guy, especially when it comes to the church, but I'm going to quote him anyway. He said this, he said, don't think money does everything or you are going to end up doing everything for money. At least he had that right. Yeah? If we think money does everything, then we're going to end up doing everything for money and anything for money. Yeah? And there are people that are in situations right now that are doing all sorts of things for money. I need money, I want money, I want shoes, I want this, I want that, so I'm going to do whatever as long as I can get the money that I need to be able to live the lifestyle that I want. But the word of God warns us clearly. It warns us not to worry about, about life and the issues of life, what we need, and it warns us not to chase after men. We need to chase after God. But the heart of the matter is this. We need to know without a doubt that God wants us to prosper. Yeah? He commands us not to worry about our needs. He commands us not to worry or to chase after money. But he wants us to know that as children of God, he wants to prosper us. We are called to prosper it is our destiny. It is our inheritance in God. God wants his children to do well. Every single person sitting here. Nobody should be sitting here saying, no, but I think God has just purposed me for poverty. No? Even in the natural, that just doesn't sound right. The heart of our Father is that those that come to him prosper and do well. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to show his glory. He wants us to do well. 
When people are sharing testimonies of healing, when people are sharing testimonies of breakthrough, when people are sharing the goodness of God, it, uh, that really um, gladdens God's heart. Yeah? Because he, he, he knows that we're trusting him for these things and they're happening in our lives as we're trusting him. We're living out the life that he's called us to, to live out. So prosperity is really our portion in God. And, no, and nobody should force us to believe differently. If you look at every single person that God called out in his word, every person that was called out was always blessed, wherever they went, even if they had to start over. You know? And that's why I love the nation of Israel, because they know their inheritance is to prosper. From the beginning, when God called um, Jacob, and he, and he blessed him with the 12 tri tribes of Israel. And they were blessed, and they know they're blessed. So even if they end up in a desert, they will grow vineyards in that desert. And those things will succeed because they know that they're blessed. And that is the attitude we need to have. Yeah? God is not happy when we're struggling and oppressed and not moving forward. He wants us to break out of those things and move forward in him because he's called us to make it in life. Yeah? And we, we shouldn't make excuses for prospering. Yeah? We shouldn't be like, oh, no, I don't know. I, I don't understand why this is happening to me. I just want it to be. No. God is going to prosper you. He's going to make you the head and not the tail. He's going to call you forth for the nations to see. And that's what he did with Abram, our forefather. No? that he will be a blessing to the nations. And wherever Abram was, he was so blessed that people looked at him and they were like, are you a king or what? Yeah? Because the possessions he had were possessions in those days that only kings had. So God really wants us to prosper. And we should know that and we should understand that. But it's how we prosper and how he wants to do it in our lives. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 9, the word of God says, Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your forefathers. Yeah? It starts with then because he was talking to, to the Israelites to, rem to remember to be obedient to him. If you're, if you're obedient to me, if you follow my ways, if you're yielded to me, if you're hungry and passionate for me, then these things will happen. Yeah? So if we've given our lives to Christ, we've surrendered to him, and we're asking him to direct the affairs of our lives, he is number one in our lives, these things will happen. Your work will not be toil. It will show. Amen. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Yeah? Those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Yeah? We will lack no good thing. God will take care of every single need that we have. It is his passion. It is his desire. So, when, when we know and, and understand that God wa wants to prosper, sometimes 
we know these things, but they're not happening in our lives. Yeah? And then we start asking questions, but why am I not prospering? Lord, your word says that you've called me to be blessed, to be a blessing, that you'll take care of my needs, you'll take care of my children, you'll take care of, of my family, that your glory is going to shine through me. But why do I feel like I'm at the back of the row? Why do I feel like nothing good is coming out of my life? Why am I toiling? Why are the people that are in the world seem like they have more money and they're being more blessed and they're being more fruitful? Yeah? <laughs> why is it like that? Have you ever asked that question before? Yeah? Hmm? Some of us have those colleagues at work. They, they don't even go to church. They, they're always saying all sorts of things about the Bible and the Word of God, but yet they seem like they're making it in life, you know? And you're thinking, but what about me? <laughs> Sometimes it's the way we think. Yeah? That's why I started with the fact that God wants to prosper us. Do you believe it? Yeah? Because it starts in the mind. It starts in the mind. How do you see yourself in relation to how God sees you? Do you see yourself the way God really sees you? Yeah? Because in Proverbs 23 verse 7, the word of God says, As a man thinks, so is he. Okay? Sorry, it's only supposed to be once there, not twice. As a man thinks, so is he. So do we really believe that God wants us to prosper? Do we believe that God wants us to do well? Or are we just like, okay, God, whatever you want to give me, it's fine. If it scrapes, just, you know. Are we actively taking the word of God and reading the promises of God concerning our lives and believing them? Yeah? Like Ndapi was sharing a testimony, she believed that God is a God of healing. So she started standing on those promises, and she started declaring those things over her life. And she started saying, I will not settle for this asthma. I will not even speak to people about it, because they're going to convince me to use pumps. Yeah? She stood on it. So are we just accepting what life is throwing at us? Or are we saying, no, 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 no. God has called me to prosper. I may have been coming through a generation of poverty, but it stops here with me. Yeah? Because I've accepted Jesus Christ, this thing is not going to follow me. It's going to be different for me, it's going to be different for my children, and it's going to be different for my children's children. Yeah? We need to believe it for ourselves. You know, sometimes it's easy to claim and name things, but you don't really believe it. It doesn't work. <laughs> we need to have the faith and the belief that causes that aggressiveness in our spirit, as she was sharing, that's saying, I am taking hold of what's mine. I am. Amen? So it starts in our mind. We have to believe that God wants to prosper us. And then... We need to understand that God has given us the ability to create wealth. Yeah? It's not always somebody else's responsibility to make sure that you are living the life that you want to live. You know? Sometimes we have those siblings 
that are just chilling <laughs> and expecting you to cough up the money every end of the month. You know, they ask you for money for this and money for that and money for, and you are like the sole provider. And then we also do it with government. Yeah? It's like God has given the government to provide wealth for us. So people finish work and then they're like, ooh, I'm going to work for the government, the government. And then when there are no jobs in the government sector, we're like, hey, this government, this government is not working. This government is not a great government. Yeah? The word of God does not say God has given your government the ability to create wealth. <coughs> it says God has given us the ability to create wealth. So we need to trust God and say, okay, God, I'm trusting you for a job opportunity, but it doesn't seem like it's happening. Yeah? But what skill have you given me that I will be able to use to your glory and be able to bring in money? And it doesn't always start like bush. Sometimes it starts so small. But before you know it, that person is referring that person to you and, that, and th then your business becomes, it starts growing. Yeah? There are skills that we have, talents that God has given us that we can put into, in, into um, practice or we can use to create wealth. And I mean, th even the apostles, Paul, when things got rough and he didn't have the financial support that he needed, what, what would they do? He would build tents. Yeah? He, he had a craft and ability to build tents. So he will be building tents and people are coming, oh, please pray, my father is what? They're always like, I have to finish this tent now, I don't have time, but here, take my apron, take the handkerchief, just lay it on them. <laughs> huh? So God, it is the Lord our God who gives us the ability to create wealth and he will give it to us. And when we do become wealthy, let us not forget who did that. Because yeah? there are a lot of people who get wealthy and then they end up saying, yeah, but I also worked very hard. I got out of it. If I could get out of it, why can't they get out of it? Yeah? But it is the Lord our God who did this. So we need to understand that and we need to trust him to be able to do these things. And then we, we need to understand three main principles of prosperity. I love the ways of the kingdom of God because it, it always seemed to be opposite to the world, <laughs> you know. And the, pr the, uh, the principles are giving and receiving, proper priorities, and hard work. Okay? So I just want to go to giving and receiving. You know, in the world, it's like the more you save, the more you keep, the more you keep for yourself, the better. Then you're going to get wealthy and you're going to have a lot of money. But the kingdom is so different. No? It's the more you give, the more you receive. And if you've never tried it before, just test it. Just test it and see. If you bless others, will you be in lack or will you receive more? Will you, you just see promotions are coming, things are happening, and you're like, I don't understand. But it's because God can trust you with money. You're not keeping it to yourself. He can give you more because he knows that the more I give you, the more it's going to be a river through which flows to other people. Yeah? So, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, will be measured to you. Give, give, give. 
Let us not be those who hoard, 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 but let us be those that give. Na? And don't just give when there's an abundance. Yeah? This is so awesome that you can even test it when you have that last, 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 last money. And you decide, I am going to give this to the Lord. Hmm? And I've even heard testimonies. And hopefully maybe next, next week you can hear that testimony. Yeah? Where people gave of their last money. Thinking, whoo, I don't know how I'm going to survive, but it seems like this person needs it more than I do. And God coming through for them. Like a flood. Yeah? So please, don't hold. You know, and sometimes we invest money and what and what and we want to save up all the money and then we're trusting in these companies and, and sometimes like what has happened with some people, then there's start times like this and then companies lose money, you lose everything that you had and, and, and. Yeah? So we need to trust God and we need to trust the principles of God because they really, they really work. Let's give, okay? Let's have proper priorities which is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Okay? Let's give towards the kingdom. Yeah? Somebody had this to say. He said, today's Christians spend more money on dog food than they spend on missions. What a true reality. Yeah? We need to think, what is more important is it the souls that are coming into the kingdom? Yeah? And don't get me wrong. I, I studied zoology. I love animals. I love animals. I love plants. I also did botany. And I, and I believe in saving the environment and taking care of this. But I believe that men are God's crowned creation. Yeah? So before I spend millions on my cat, I will think about those that really need it. So if I've got more money in my budget for the dog, allocated to my dog than to missions of the kingdom of God, then I need, I need to recheck. Yeah? Maybe let me not buy dog food. Let me make pop and bones or something. Yeah? But this money must go to the mission. Amen? Amen? So let's have the right priorities. And then the last thing is this. We need to work hard. Lazy hands make a man poor. But diligent hands bring wealth. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. <laughs> yeah? God has not called us to be those who talk and fantasize, but he's called us to be those who are actively doing stuff. You know the people who will talk about, yeah, I want to start this business and start that company, and it remains talks for five years, no? while they're still coming to you for help, help me with this, help me with this, help me with this. And you're thinking, I know, when is that business kicking off? Yeah? The, the word of God is clear. If a man will not eat, I mean not work, they should not eat. Yeah? So there is a time for handouts. There is a time to help people get on their feet. But then there's a time to say, my dear, I've helped, me, I've helped you get on your feet. It's time to do something, yeah? In fact, it's more important for us to empower people. Instead of constantly giving groceries and food and food, it's like, what skills do you have? 
Let's plant a garden. Let's do this. Let's do this. Because people need to work. Even in the Bible, it says, if, you, if you're a rich person and you've got so much harvest, while you're harvesting, leave some in the field for the poor. It doesn't say collect them in bags and give them to the poor. It says leave them there so that the poor will come to the field and pick them themselves, collect it for themselves, put it in those bags for themselves. Yeah? So if there's a poor person that believes that I need to eat, guess where they will be? In that wealthy person's field, while they're there harvesting, they are following there, picking up the remainings. Handouts does not empower anyone. It just brings greater poverty. Yeah? And I know in a time like this where there's a lot of drought and things haven't been going well for the farmers and, and people with, that really d um, um, depend on their crops, now is the time to give relief, yes. Yeah? But I'm telling you, I've met even guys here at these robots that, that don't like it if you're giving them a brechen or if you're giving them food. They're like, man! I don't want food. I want work. <laughs> yeah? And then there are those that are saying, I don't want work. I want food. Just give me money. You know? So you can always tell which one has more dignity. Because it's the one that's saying, I'm, I want to sit here. Just even if I can just get a day's work. It's fine. Yeah. And we must be prepared to do whatever kind of work where we need to start. Now, not prostitution and all these other things. Not... Not, do you get what I'm saying? Not stuff <laughs> that is not glorifying God. Yeah? But I'm saying that if it means sweeping the office, cleaning where you can, start wait, um, waiting on tables in the restaurants, start wherever it is possible. Yeah? But don't just be like, no, I don't want to do that work. I just want to work in the office. No, I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, it, it's not, I know my value. It's not that. No. We need to be prepared to start off wherever. I mean, when I was a student, I worked for the MTC warehouse as, as a cell phone tester. Hmm? Millions of cell phones were coming in. My job was to dial 115 to check <laughs> if the emergency line is, li is working. <laughs> yeah? And to, to pack them in, in, in the boxes according to serial numbers and all that and then get them dispatched. That was my work. Every single day I was going there. So we mustn't be like, no, 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 I just want this, I just want this. Yeah? Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Amen. Yeah? So God wants us to prosper. We just need to engage him on how he wants us to prosper and make it. Amen. So I want us all to stand so that I can pray for us this morning. This is just the beginning. We're going to hear more, more about money in the next few weeks. And we're really trusting that as we cover this topic, there's really going to be a breakthrough in our midst. A breakthrough, not only in our own personal lives, but even a breakthrough in our nation. You know, like really trusting God that we're taking these truths into our communities, into, those, in the, into the lives of others. That as we apply this over our nation, over our businesses, we're really going to see God move. And before I end, I just want to let us know, we're going to start advertising next year. I mean, not next year, but next week, sorry. Um, 
there are two gentlemen in this church that have actually decided to put on a financial, to put together a financial course that is a lot more practical. In, in these messages, we, we are just sharing the principles of God, yeah? But if you want practical things on budgeting and how to save and where to save and all that, we're going to have a course on the 28th to the 29th of, of June, end of this month. And anyone can register that Mega and Malcolm have put together for us as a church. Yeah? So we're really expectant about that and we're trusting that God is going to do great things through that course. Yeah? So Lord, I just want to pray this morning, Lord Jesus. I want to thank you, Father God, that you have called us to prosper. I want to thank you for every single person that is standing here this morning, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough in our lives. Thank you, Lord, oh Father God, that we lack nothing, that you provide for our needs, oh Father God. Sometimes when we're looking for the money, you directly give us what we need, Father. And, and I just thank you, Lord Jesus, that every single person's mindset will, will change, oh Father God, to knowing that you really care about us, that you will really provide. I pray specifically for those that are in a tough position right now, Father God, having to make some hard decisions concerning their finances right now, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for courage. I thank you for boldness, oh Father God, to make the right decisions in which Christ will be glorified, oh Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that, oh Father God. And I thank you that wherever we go, we will be the light we will be the salt, oh Father God, as you have called us to go forth and shine your glory. We will do just that, oh Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.